Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading episode 153 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Both Mark and Hal are here. That's right. And we have a live show coming up. I've been talking about it. I promoted it on the radio. I've promoted it on this podcast. I've promoted it on Tights and Fights. Oh, man. But I've I've not given any details, (laughs) uh, except that it's best exercise and that I might die. Where are we going to be? Tell everybody the details, where they're going to be, where they're going, please. Hal, you and I are going to take the stage, if you will, if you can call it a stage when you're in a workout studio, at Booty Works in (laughs) Sherman Oaks. We are going to Booty Works, and we have uh, fitness instructor and guru and creator of the flight program, Sydney Benner, is going to uh, be our guide as you and I determine once and for all, what is the best exercise? Because I really only want to do like one a day max. You know, when I see my mother in heaven and I have to tell her I died in Booty Works, <laughs> <laughs> she'll never stop laughing at me. She'll never stop. Oh, uh, you know what, Hal? I don't think she's stopped yet. That's true. <laughs> That's what got her. Uh, but we are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we are not only going to record it and put it out as a podcast, mm-hmm. but we're going to live stream it on our Facebook page. That's so right. Go to the group. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast and you'll be able to see it happen live and then hear it later on. Oh, uh, and it is going to be a great time. It's uh, February 15th. From 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a long night of working out. But you know what we have, Hal? It's not just working out. Please. We have uh, some sponsors for the event. So we have uh, snacks are going to be there. We okay. got some uh, some free kale-infused vodka is okay. going to be there. So we're keeping it healthy, Hal. We're going to both of us get real drunk and then exercise. When you said 7 to 10, part mm-hmm. of me died already. Come on. It's going to be a lot of, look, it is going to be a lot of fun. It is a great gym. This is, this is me uh, being afraid of how much working out there's going to be, but I'm going to do it for you, Mark. Oh. And, uh, for Sydney and Booty Works, uh, which is a very cool gym. So anybody who's in the LA area, you're going to come down on the 15th. You're going to see something that you never thought you'd see, never thought you wanted to see and may never want to see again. Uh, but you'll, you might even get in. Who knows? You might be exercising with us. What do you mean? Who knows? Hal, this is not a sit and watch, uh, oh, sort of podcast. You, we're going to make them. This is everybody that comes is going to be in sneakers and whatever you consider to be gym clothes, which for me could is frequently a mishmash of whatever is at the bottom of the closet. <laughs> I'm finding this out yeah. right now. I don't have, uh, I don't have a lot of workout wear. I saw you go to work out in, um, cargo shorts. <laughs> And a t-shirt and a bandana around your head like you were – like half of you – half of you was going to be in the Legend of Billie Jean and the other half was going to be in uh, Chorus Line. Did I work out in cargo shorts? Yeah, you no, did. that can't be a thing. Sure you yeah, did. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, you probably did. You know what? I may wear cargo shorts on the day. Who knows, everybody? They'll go really well with your Timbalands. Uh, we'll see you there. Uh, but for now, please enjoy episode 153 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Pen or pencil. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. 
Hello, Mark. Hey, Hal. Thanks for letting me do the, uh, the beginning part with you. Not just the pre-roll, but also the, um, you know, the, where you do this. Yeah, I don't even know what, which version of it, cause we've each recorded <laughs> versions. I don't know which version Ken will choose. It's always up to him. We just give him choices. Yeah. But it's very exciting. Thanks for picking one, Ken. Yes. No one needs to hear that whole exchange. <laughs> um, you ventured to my home. I know we, we've been recording a lot lately at your mm-hmm. place, and yeah. you were like, "I'll come to your to your to your uh, stately ocean home." That's right. You live right on the marina. It's yes. beautiful. Uh, the place looks great. You've done some uh, some rearranging and some work. I did want to ask you about one thing, okay, in your home that we've never discussed on this podcast before. Go You're ahead. looking around like I wonder what he's going <laughs> to talk about. Okay. Yes, please. Because I have more than one friend who is a big fan of this thing. All right. Um, tell me your experience with the squatty potty. Oh, my goodness. Mark, let me tell you. <laughs> Without being too graphic because this is a family show. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's very comfortable. Okay. When, and they're not sponsoring. Maybe they should. Maybe is this, that is that an official name? The Squatty Potty. It's is a brand. Like the, it is a brand. Okay. I don't know if there are other ones like the Stool Stool or something like that, <laughs> but I think Squatty Potty. Yeah, you had that one. Uh, you had that one in the chamber. Nope. <laughs> but if you do have one in the chamber, the Squatty Potty is a great invention. You, you know, apparently, and they outline this in uh, on Facebook Uh-oh. ads, which is probably why you uh, or haven't seen them. Uh-huh. Uh, that. The natural position to go number two uh-huh. is uh, the squatting position. With your 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 sl- you're supposed to be squatting down. So when mm-hmm. you sit on a toilet, you're ba- you're basically sitting on a chair for the most part. Mm-hmm. So th- what that does is you put your feet on it, it elevates in- into like a squatting position. It just makes everything easier. Look, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm a big fan, and uh, that's thanks for putting all kinds of images in my head. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today we are talking about the pen versus the pencil. Correct. Um, this was who, who suggested this topic? I'm going to tell you this was suggested by Tyler Thorstrom. Well pronounced, maybe. I, I don't know if I added an extra R and if I did add one, I don't know where because it's R zero, R zero R. I don't, maybe R zero R zero R. Are you sure? Wait, hold on. Is his Twitter profile picture an egg? Yeah. Is it just a random string of numbers and letters? Yes. It's just the, what the screen, what everybody sees in the matrix, what Neo sees, all those. Just Tyler, code. we apologize. We validate who you are. You are a real person. Yes. Tyler Thorstrom. Oh, um, please tell me I'm getting that right. <laughs> all right. But this is a, this is a great topic. This is perfect for this show. Yes. Um, the age old question, the pen or the pencil. How do you want to approach this topic? I have questions. Okay. Do markers count as a pen? What is a pen? How are we defining a pen here? I feel like – Like a highlighter is not a pen. It's a marker. Right. But is a marker a pen? There are – I mean, so in, about I'm, 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 I don't know. I know you did a ton of research. I've well, got, you know what? In, in the research that I have done, I yeah. have not seen like felt tip or sponge tip or anything that is like a marker on that list. Though the fountain pen would be the closest thing because there's you know a reservoir inside and then it uh, comes out the end. Basically right. is – how all pens since the quill worked. And if you're a pen and you want it to come out easier, you should get a squatty potty and just <laughs> put your pen on that and the writing will be so smooth uh, and perfectly legible every single time. But like – so we would count a feather mm-hmm. quill that you would dip. We would count That's a, a feather quill. Yes. We would count a feather quill as a pen. 
Um, and that those go back centuries. Obviously, I think the first use of it was in the 700s. Was uh, though there are some people who believe that the ancient Romans actually used uh, feather quill pens uh, dipped in ink. Okay. Um, the basic, yeah, the basic premise of a pen is ink flows out a tip and is uh, laid across a piece of paper or papyrus. Okay. Um, it is fascinating to think about. Uh, in addition to like the history of pens and pencils, but also the history of paper, because that's uh, that's a pretty manufactured thing. Yes, uh, and was not readily available to everyone until you know centuries after it was available to the wealthy. So things becoming the the moment when something becomes mass produced enough that everyone can do it, something as important as paper for something as important as writing down your thoughts. It's uh this is a hugely epic it seems like a trivial topic this is a hugely epic topic that goes way way back in history my friend That's true did you ever make your own paper as like a school project where they have you like mash up stuff and you you do you like have a wet mass and then you <laughs> rub it on a screen and then later on it dries in its paper I vaguely remember something like this did yeah. I, you did this obviously I think I did it's it in I, your brain. I don't remember the paper being very good I assume we're not going to tell you. Crayons don't count here, of course. No. They're separate. Though crayons, I guess crayons are similar to a pencil in the way markers are similar to a pen. I think, I think. Which the, is the surface of the thing just rubs off onto the uh, writing surface. Maybe the way to, to term this is if you can use it for an essay test, then it counts here. Like, um, that, pencil not or true. pen generally is what pen, you Pen, we were, we were not allowed to use pencils, uh, in school for an essay test. Oh, we could. Oh, it always had to be on pen. I oh, because then if you made a mistake, you couldn't correct it. Then you no, it was it was just outs? like it was just like I think the teachers just didn't like it. They were like, "That's messy." <laughs> like pencils, like gets my hand dirty. Write it in pen. Can we? <laughs> so the you think the teacher just didn't want their hands dirty? Yeah, did I they wear gloves a lot. Yeah. Oh, I, did all of your teachers not wear white gloves? No. Oh. And have three fingers on each hand. They, that I they went did. to Disney U, by the way. <laughs> that was my school. Everybody had white gloves, three fingers, and those two little lines on the back of their hand. Well, of course, it's the vent, so yeah. their hands can breathe. <laughs> did you know your hands are a separate organism? <laughs> you learn so much by listening to podcasts yeah, by us. exactly. And a white-gloved hand that's become sentient is going to try to sell you a hamburger helper meal. Dismembered hand <laughs> serving you ground beef with noodles. If you came home, mm-hmm. as I feel like a lot of a lot of times these people are surprised by the hamburger helper glove. <laughs> who also do you remember um, for one of the Italian uh, things? Because it was makes hamburger helper hamburger helper make a great Italian meal. But there was another <laughs> there was another version of it because it's hamburger helper helps your hamburger make a great meal. And he goes, make a great meal. That was his like opera man yeah. ending to that. But uh, if you came home uh-huh. and you walked into your kitchen like, oh, it's time to make dinner. Mm-hmm. And you saw a disembodied glove stirring hamburger helper in a saucepan. I would think that there was a rabbit also in there. By the way, did I mention my mistress is a sentient glove in this story? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Played by Glenn Close. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, hand traction. <laughs> that was a bad one. I'm not going to edit it out. It's fine. Keep right. going. Uh, let's talk about pens versus pencils. Okay. Uh, what do you generally, when you want to reach for something, what do you reach for to write with? 
I feel like pencils are have I, I tend to use pens mm-hmm. more than pencils now. In except for certain cases, there are cases where, for example, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. you need to use a pencil because right. you're constantly changing things. You don't want to have to fill out a new sheet every time. Right. That's just. I mean, in ink is, you know, when people say, oh, pencil me in, it's the idea that it's temporary. Right. You're saying you're putting something down in ink that is finalized. Yes. Um, all right. I'm sorry to mean to interrupt. No, no. I was going to say, I think as you get older, pens become more important. You can't write a checkout with pencil. Right. You can't sign a contract in pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of things you need the finality of a pen. I think the question that we're trying to answer here is which is the superior writing instrument is, does that mean from an engineering perspective? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm asking. Oh, I <laughs> thought I, that sounded like there were more. Is oh, it this? Is, is it, it that? This? Is it which is the more useful? Right. Uh, tool? That, that's not what we were asked, Hal. It's not. What we were asked was pens or pencils? Pen or pencil. Well, what do you think? What well, do you use more? You use pens, right? You don't use pencils. Yeah, I use pens way more often. 90% of the time I'm using a pen for things just because if I'm going to have one over the other, there are things you can do with a pen. Uh, it's almost like our spoon versus fork. Right. Uh, you know, there are things that you can do with a pen that you can also do with a pencil, but you know, everything that a pen can do, a pencil can do. Okay. And Hold on a second. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that a pencil can do, a pen can do, but not everything that a pen can do can a pencil do. Except erase. Right. The erasable pens. Oh, they're terrible. I thought for sure. They, they are, all they do, they do erase what you wrote, but it's because they destroy the paper on which it's written and Mm -hmm. they leave a hole behind. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's gone. The words are gone, but also the medium upon which the words were written. So that's the thing. If you write something out in pen, right. here's the, like the, here's the, just the, one of the defining issues mm-hmm. between the two. If you write something in pen and you make a mistake, you have a couple of options. One is you cross it out Ugh. and you write what you meant next to it. Oof. Looks terrible. Mm-hmm. The other is you put white out on it Ugh. and then you realize you have to wait for it to dry, but you mm-hmm. never wait long enough. Mm-hmm. So your pen goes into the, to the quicksand. Yeah. And then it looks like a painting, like where there's always that nice little textury thing. So. Yeah. You like, yeah. you need an art restoration Ugh, major to come fix it so they yeah. can tell what you were, what you meant. Uh, or you just start all over again. Every time. Is that, that's what Absolutely. you do. You delete everything. We've established you Every delete time. everything off your computer, everything off yeah. your phone. I, yeah, I like, you, I, you I like a, a clean slate. You like a clean slate. So does that, yeah, if I, back? Ma- does that make you, if you have a pencil and you make a mistake, do you, are you comfortable? Cause sometimes when you erase, depending on how much pressure you write with, right. Sometimes you erase and there's still, sometimes it's still there mm-hmm. if the eraser is bad. If you get like an old waxy eraser, sometimes you do erase it, but the imprint of the writing is still there. Right. Does that bother you enough to restart? Uh, if I'm using a pencil, no, because I kind of like, actually, I kind of like erasing. I like the texture that it gives a piece of paper. For me, pencil on paper, what it comes down to is, um, yes, a pen is way more versatile. You can sign a check with it. You can, um, anything that needs a signature, which happens a lot, has to be done in pen. So that's why they're way more useful to have around. But that tactile magic of a pencil on a piece of paper. Right. There's a certain sort of creativity to that. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what was your question though? Because I, <laughs> I realized I was started to answer mine, answer your question by <laughs> making that point. I think I, I think I was just trying to figure out exactly wh- how we're going about this. And it was more about oh, right. what if your that preferences. bothered me. Yeah. Uh, if that bothered me having eraser marks. No. Um, eraser marks don't because the, because there is, there's sort of, I feel like there's a rough hewn thing to, uh, pencil. Right. Like it's a, like pencil is for workshopping things and sure. a pen is for finalized things. That's why if I write, you know, you write someone a Christmas card, you, I always want to, I always uh, type it in my phone first because I don't want to change a thought mm-hmm. while I'm in the middle of writing on a card because a card is, it's a card. You don't want to have scratched off and white out in a card. See, I, I, I'm almost stream of consciousness when I write a card. I'm really? Like, this is the thought I'm having. I'm going to write it and I'm, always writing like just behind what my thought is Mm -hmm. and i will make mistakes what do you do when you make a mistake you just turn like a l into a t by crossing it then you have a loopy t sometimes that's it sometimes it'll be like oh i'm just gonna squeeze an e that's the thing like i'll forget a letter so i'm yeah because you're just going too fast yeah and then i have to go like squeeze it in if it's an l or a t you can get it in there pretty (laughs) easily but i write all caps really like i'm shouting i think it's laziness though like I used to Do write. Do you use cursive ever? No, not anymore. I only I use pretty much strictly write in cursive. Right. It's I a lost it was, art. I know. I wish it was still a thing that people did. An art that came about after the introduction of paper. Sure. Yeah, and the, and good pens. Do you do you know calligraphy? Um, no. That like I just remember calligraphy was like a fancy thing that a couple of my friends' moms did. So yeah. like certificates always look nice in grade school. Yeah, it's like a learned thing. Yeah, you, it's it was a, skill. a it, it was a very specific thing. It was like everyone learned one font. <laughs> like everybody decided, okay, everyone, this is our fancy calligraphy font. This is how it looks. Right. No serifs on this. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's here's what I think we can do. All right. Tell me what you think of this. All right. I don't mean to like blow off a, a future episode. You don't want to blow. Yeah, you, you you don't want to. But you know, and and also to blow off my deeply philosophical. Is it better to be uh, a work in progress with a pencil or to set your mind to things in stone and ink with a pen? No, I like that. But I think we need if we're gonna fight that battle, mm-hmm. we need the best soldier from each side. So we All should right. figure out what is the ultimate version of the pen. Okay. What is the ultimate version of the pencil? Great. And then have those face off. Okay. So it's not, you know, we don't have to discuss every single, but we know generally the kind, like I have a, an idea for the type of pen I like, mm-hmm. and I, I have a good idea of the type of pencil I like. My favorite pencil in the world is not practical, because it's those giant ones that you get <laughs> at souvenir stores <laughs> that have like a string. I had one when I was a kid that we got in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where we would uh-huh. go and spend uh, some time during the summer. That I thought was so great. I loved writing with it and had a giant eraser that worked really great. And then the, then, then the point wore down mm. and there was no, you know, my father, my father's not a whittler. You've met him. Yeah. But your father seems like a guy who would own a novelty pencil sharpener. You would think, but he didn't. I don't know oh, if they make them. They have to. How do you sharpen one of those pencils? That's the You're question. You're wasting 95% of or more of the pencil. I don't think the people who manufacture these are thinking about kids using them as writing implements because they're novelties right but they should so that's not the best the best team pencil pencil it's not but i do love it uh well you know what this is a good this is a good way we have started on pencils let's uh talk a little bit about pencils sure uh here's some fun pencil facts for you 
uh, pencils, the, 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 for years, as long as papyrus had been around, the stylus was just, uh, as, in as much as it was also, you know, ink, uh, flowing down into a thing, but it really originally began just as scratches, uh, into whatever material clay or whatever was being scratched into. Right. Um, and then it became here are th- things that leave a residue. So lead was originally used uh, because, and that's why we still call it the lead in a pencil, even though it's obviously not lead. Graphite. It is graphite. Yes. And the pencil came into use everywhere, and it became a big deal in 1564 in Barrowdale, England. Really? When uh, a large graphite deposit was found, and. It was real. People realized that graphite would be a perfect thing to write with. So that was sort of the birth of the pencil was 1564. So after the discovery of this big graphite uh, deposit in 1564, uh, pencils were made by tying a piece of graphite to uh, a stick. Eventually, uh, hollowed out wood was used. Uh, starting in 1662, pencils were mass produced by the Faber-Castell company in uh, in Germany. And uh, those you can still find, obviously, Faber-Castell, famously on the side of a pencil. Yeah. Um, uh, that one was actually founded in 1761. Then the Industrial Revolution really made it possible to do them everywhere. Um, the U.S. used to import all of its pencils from England because that was the, you know, pencil capital of the world. Um, but... Uh, uh, the war, the war in, uh, the war cut off, uh, the U.S. trading with, sure. the, the American Revolution cut off that trade with England, obviously. Right. So, so some shot. Americans started doing it famously in the 19th, 19th century. The Joseph Dixon Crucible Company, now the ubiquitous, probably the number one, number two pencil, Dixon Ticonderoga Company. Yes. Uh, founded in the 19th century. Uh, you know who else famously was a, uh, a man who made his own pencils. Ben Franklin. Henry David Thoreau. Wow. Renowned for his pencil making and also the words he used to write. He's See, fine. that's what to me makes pencils feel like. It's sort of that, you know, because I like close ups of pencil on paper in movies. You know what I mean? Like there's something sort of worksmanly about it. All right. If your main You're argument, laughing at me right If your now. main argument for pencils is that Henry David Thoreau made his own. I don't, Look, I don't know the pencils are going to win. All right. How about this? I'm not arguing for pens either. Tennessee famously makes a lot of pencils, uh, because and that's where they make a lot of Mark Gagliardi. That's right. They made one of me and one pencil as well, but they say <laughs> they made a lot of really just one guy made one pencil. Um, no. So that's a little bit of the history of the pencil. Ta-da. Here you okay. go, everybody. So is the best version, the most popular version, mm-hmm. the most common version is probably that Ticonderoga. Uh, number two. Right. The yellow mm-hmm. with the green, uh, with the green highlights. That's, uh, the print is green. Mm-hmm. And then the band or that the metal band that ties the eraser to the pencils, yellow and green. Mm-hmm. Is that the ultimate version of the pencil? Cause I have mechanical pencils that are incredible. They're so good. They write well. They erase well. They feel the feel of it is good. My problem with the mechanical pencil is. It always, it never feels like a pencil to me. Cause it's heavy. It feels like a pen, but writes it, like a pencil. Well, it feels like a pen, but I feel, I find them really light. 
Sure. Like they they feel lighter than a pen. So it feels like I'm holding a pen, but it's really light and it fe- they feel really fragile to me. Depends on the mechanical pencils feel really fragile because I always let the tip go too far and then snap the tip and then click it a little more and then it shoots out the end. And then I try to like thread it back in the hole and push it back inside. Yeah. And then I break it. Mechanical pencils are real problematic for me. If you're trying to push it back inside, mm-hmm. you should probably get a squatty potty. <laughs> They actually work in reverse as well, but you lay down on the ground and put your legs up on them like they're stirrups. Uh, I, how do you like your pencil tip? Do you like it super sharp? Super sharp. Do you like it slightly dull? I like it slightly dull. Um, why do you like it slightly dull? I just like the, the, the way it writes better and I feel like I can apply more pressure without snapping it because I tend Mm -hmm. to hold it at a little bit of an angle. I don't hold it straight up and down, Mm -hmm. which is probably the correct way to hold it. Straight up and down? No, at an angle is the correct way, right? And I used to have a bump. I don't really have it anymore. I had a pronounced bump. Dude, you had that bump. school bump. Yeah, I had a yeah. school bump. On your middle finger. I was proud. I, I, I it, still have that. It's, yeah, it, it's a, pr- it's a proud little divot. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, I'm the only person who has this from the, how important my writing is. <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote a poem. I may have shown you the framed version of it that sits in my father's office, but I wrote a poem in the fourth grade. Oh, dear. About Lord. the ocean. Yes, you did. And it being like an old woman <laughs> and she's hitting in the, the thing. Like that's the kind of stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I earned this bump yeah. with my great – probably this poem one day will be in, this, in yeah. the Smithsonian. I am Hemingway. Think Hemingway used a pencil? I don't know. Hemingway was a practical guy. Everything he did was so like – He's a typewriter guy probably, right? Yeah, but he didn't he sit in cafes and write or is that just my memory of Midnight in Paris? Probably. Um, I don't know. I didn't live with the guy. Yeah, that's true. Um, ultimately he couldn't live with the guy either. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Um, all right. Sorry, Ernest. Wait, now it's enough time. Oh, okay. Ernest Hemingway jokes. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, geez. Now I feel awful about that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, this is tough because a pencil. All right. With the pros. Well, I have, I'm so circuitous about this one. Um, because I love them both so much. Right. I love the physical act of writing. <clears throat> sure. It's, I, I enjoy it too. I, here's my problem with a pencil. Here's my problem specifically with a number two pencil, that style. All right. Is not only can the, can the point snap very easily, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can also get that thing where there's almost like a divot in the point. So when you write, the lines are doubled. You know what oh, I mean? The worst. The worst. Yeah. You don't really get that with a pen. The worst you get is it dries out but or if, you if, forget to snap the – if you have like a ballpoint pen yeah. and you don't take the little protective plastic off, you're like, why isn't this writing? Mm-hmm. But in general, unless it breaks, the actual pen breaks and you get like blotches, you get a cleaner writing experience yes. with a ballpoint pen than you will with a number two pencil. I'm not saying those are going up against one another, but right. that would be why for me the number two – Although I love – do you like a pencil at the beginning of its life or at the end of its life? I – like I said, I love the clean slate of a brand new first-time sharpened pencil. Right. But I love the romantic workshop notion of a pencil nub yeah. that has just had a lot of words flow out of it or a lot of pictures come out of it. I, yeah. I, writing it, – it, it's such a like fun, tactile thing that that – 
this is where the pencil shines for me. I know I keep coming back to it, right? But it keep my mind keeps heading in that direction of that's what I love about a pencil: the smell of it, the right. you know what I mean, the physical act of twisting it into. I have a little old school globe shaped pencil sharpener sitting on my desk. Okay, um, that just like I just like that. Um, but yes, I would agree there are some terrible, terrible moments that come from pencil usage. A snapped tip when you don't have a sharpener. Like a pen, you don't have to have two parts. A pencil, you have, you are required to have both parts of a pencil. Right. You have to have the pencil itself and a sharpener, unless you're using mechanical pencil. Um, I do love, I, sharpening a pencil is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't like the little handheld sharpeners. They're fine. Yeah. I like the hand crank that you had in school that oh, were bolted yeah. down. The big grindy one. And they also had like a, almost like a rotary dial. For different size pencils. You could have used – did they have one that was large no. enough for your – Believe me, I took that pencil <laughs> to school. With That was my Hail Mary to get that thing sharpened. It was certainly – Certainly that rotary. Yeah. The big one on the end. Because I can tell you some things that will not sharpen it. Mm-hmm. One is uh, scissors. Another is a butter knife. A scissors and a butter knife? Yeah. Because you use Were you not edge. allowed to hold knives as a kid, Hal? I was very young. No. I'm barely allowed to hold them now. <laughs> oh, guys, Jen just walked in and literally took my knife out of Hal's hand. I'm just gesturing with it. It's fine. Uh, no, I, I – here's my thing. Has anybody ever used – if you're out there and you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you have used all of the different uh, size holes for the actual pencils that are meant to go in, please uh, tweet at us. We got this podcast. And, and at Hal Lublin and at Mark Gags mm-hmm. with the hashtag use them all and tell us <laughs> what you do for a living or what you did as a child that allowed you to use all those different types of pencils. And also, is or that Facebook. the numbers? Yeah. Are those is that, is that, is that, oh, yeah. One, is that like one through nine? Those, is that the, or ten? Where did it I don't fall? know why I, did, I arbitrarily decided on nine because I was like, that's as you can only fit one digit onto <laughs> the side of a pencil. <laughs> um, Eventually, but uh, weren't, wasn't the, the I know there are, it's something about a model number. I don't know what the difference Didn't it go is. in the middle? There what? was like a middle size the middle sized hole. Oh, on the on that rotary. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think about that. Um and then what pencils are smaller than that? How can you not have wood splinter if it is a pencil small you know exactly. maybe it's for crayons. No the smaller size. No. No, that would Who sharpens their crayons? If you don't sharpen a crayon, then then it gets nubby and you learn how to write with it. You get a nice rounded – like that's the, be- the best version I of like a pencil. I like a sharpened crayon. I love a sharpened crayon. Who I use that you? little yellow plastic sharpener that was built into the box. Why would they Why would they build I mean, a crayon sharpener into the crayon box? Yes. Oh, we're not talking about yes, crayons. Yes, you could use that. You could use that. I, oh, right. I, I forgot. That was in the what? The 64 box? That was in the big box, yeah. So now it's like a 1,028. They have all the colors. <laughs> uh I like you went with a thousand twenty eight. You have stared at too many resolution uh, screens, my friend. What can I say? I'm a real tech maven, which is why I use the Squatty Potty, which is the premier technology of making duty. Uh, oh my God, it hasn't changed in a long time. It hasn't. It's just basically two footholes. Mm-hmm. That's it. What more do you need? Oh my God. All right. Um. So I, I think you haven't found the right mechanical pencil. There are some that are that have a lot of heft to them. Well, if I'm using a pencil. It's because you don't like I'm, the click that I no, the thing I don't. comes out. I don't. There, there are too many things that can go wrong with a mechanical pencil for me. There are too many moving parts. Really? Yeah. I like the simplicity of a Dixon Ticonderoga number two. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just the, it is the utility pencil. I will say this though. 
they are very long. And <laughs> pencils are a lot longer than pens. And if you try to put a bunch of Dixon Ticonderoga number two pencils into a regular pencil or a regular pen cup, mm-hmm. they're going to stick way far out the top. Yep. They'll yeah. fall. Yeah, Sometimes. they'll fall over. Yeah. If you don't have much in the pen cup and it's just those pencils, forget it. It's going to fall over. Unless you have so many pencils that it's right. just loaded up. That it's jammed in there. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. I, so there's a the, downside for the pencil. Are you really sold on the Ticonderoga number two pencil? Yes. That's the one you want to take. I want to take the if, – look, if it's going to be battle pen versus pencil and I seem to be coming down on the side of pencil over pen. Sure. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go into battle with the Ticonderoga. Okay. I'm happy to defer to you more so. No, that's you fine. Know, 60-40 on the pen thing. I like I like uh mechanical pencils just because you click when you put in the new graphite, uh-huh. the new leads, that it feels like you're loading a spot like a dart gun, like spy. Like oh my god. Oh, oh my god. This is the guy <laughs> who no, I love to, it. I you love wanted it. a window seat because you're a dreamer, but when I talk about <laughs> pretending I'm loading up a dart gun with my pencil, all of a sudden I'm the weird one? Well, you're the one that assumes a weapon out of something wonderful like a pencil. I didn't say I was going to use it. I just The pen is mightier than the sword, Hal, and not because you turned it into some sort of gun. I guess if you have- Guns are stronger than swords, and I made this pencil into a gun, so- <laughs> The pen is mightier than the sword, and the pencil's the mightiest because you're. I my turned pencil the gun. pencil into a gun, and it's whatever. Um, I guess, Mr. And Mrs. A, Loveland, we'd like to talk to you about your son. If you introduce, a, I did once write an essay. We studied monsters. I think, <clears throat> I think it was like sophomore year. Freshman that seems like year. a really a old age to be like. We're going to talk about monsters now. Well, no, They're not like, real guys. It was like uh, we read um, the Metamorphosis oh, okay. and Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So the study of the monster and what that meant and the monster's role in society. So we wrote essays, and I wrote this essay where I turned into a monster and I like attacked the school. What was your uh, What was your monster power? I was just turned into like a brute, like a Hulk type monster. Okay, and I beat up like. I beat up kids and stuff, but my mother was very concerned to the point where I think she called my teachers. I think there's like a conference about it. That's the thing that should have been framed instead of that dumb ocean poem. Apparently, that was a really good piece of writing that convinced her. I was like, no, we're supposed to write fiction. It's not, I'm not, I'm, this isn't like a, this isn't like a plan. This isn't a punch list. This is. Why did you, why did you call this paper Cry for Help by Hal Lublin? Cause I cried. And I was like, help! I'm a monster. This monster is trapped. I'm, I'm me, but I'm trapped I'm inside me. this monster. Help! Uh, alright, let's talk about pens. Alright, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and, you know, right there, Grandpa? I was gonna say, fine. Fine. We'll take a break. And if you need to take a break, use the Squatty Potty right now, but we'll be back in two and two. There, I'm film critic April Wolf and host of the Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts.
I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Ties and Fights Podcast. Ties and Fights. All right, let's talk pens now. All right. <sighs> now that we've both used the squatty potty, mm-hmm. it's great in yeah. there. I only had to pee. Still sat down. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, uh, briefly the history of the pen. Please. Um, I'll try to make it briefer than my rambling history of the pencil that was all apparently in one mushy, uh, space time continuum in my brain. Um, the history of the pen, uh, for centuries it was quill pens, uh, as mentioned before, even dating back to Roman times until 1827 when a student in Paris, uh, named Romanian Petrarch Ponaru, uh, patented. Sorry, can I have that name one more time? Uh, uh, oh, Roman, no, it, he was a student in Paris. He was Romanian. His name was. <laughs> I thought his first name was Romanian. I'm clearly reading this. <laughs> well, it's it's like his whole name. It's all blue, like it's his whole name. Look, this is my new favorite episode. It's whole. It's all blue, like his name is Romanian Petrarch Ponaru. Paris like is your also name. Blue. Well, you know what? Your name is Philadelphia's Hal Lublin. So That's right. I guess that makes sense. Um, he invented the fountain pen in 1827. So it was the first pen that didn't have to be dipped into an inkwell. First, okay. like, major use of a pen that had some sort of a reservoir and all pens are based on that idea. That's where you would lift the little lever and it would suck up some, some ink and then you could write with it. Right. It would, yeah, it, 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 it would, would fill a up a little reservoir inside and then it would go down and drip off of a nib. Uh, on the end with, which would have little capillaries and, uh, different nibs for different functions. Sure. And that was how you wrote until. A nib 18- for all seasons. That's right. Oh, I love that play. Mm-hmm. Too bad that they kill him at the end. Spoiler alert. Sorry. You should see the musical version. It's great. Um, the first, uh, ballpoint pen was 1888. Um, and then in 1938, uh, there was a, uh, a perf- the ballpoint pen was really perfected by Laszlo Biro. Okay. Uh, so between 1888 and 1938, that that uh, 50 year period there, there were experiments with different kinds of pens and uh, ballpoints. But the real, uh, for real ballpoint pen happened in 1938, and then later on in the 1950s, uh, Bic made them mass produced, and right. that went everywhere. And the ballpoint pen is uh, is now. Probably I'd say the most pens that you pick up are a ballpoint pen. Sure. Because they sell them in 10 and 20 packs as opposed to, you know, <clears throat> the your fancier pens, which are going to be a few bucks. Yeah. You no longer really refill a pen unless right. you get a fancy pen. The common yeah. place, the common person I right. grew up with. Doesn't pens. have the case on their desk. Yeah. You use it up, wear it out, throw it in the trash, and mm-hmm. then do with another one. Yeah. So – Let's talk about some pens that I if if I'm gonna pick the the battler for the for a pen, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pick a fancy fountain pen, although they're wonderful. 
They're beautiful. A nice Mont Blanc. Yeah. I'm not that into a fancy pen where you have to like, oh, the feel and the ribbon. Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever have a quill as a kid? Maybe. Yeah, See, I, I love that. Like, you know, you get those kits at like, uh, yeah, Ford's theater. Yeah. Like the quill, that's, that's that, you know, tactile thing that I like. Otherwise, a pen is just, does it flow well? When I turned 10, my mm-hmm. birthday gift was my first ever desk from Ooh, this, nice. this end up. We had a lot. I don't know. Do you remember this end up? No. This end up was, uh, are is, you sure that's the name of a company? Oh, and it was just an, not a, uh, a box that you received at home. So you always assume that <laughs> everything you bought came from this end up. As far as I know. <laughs> well, all, uh, all of our, it was your Acme. Yeah. We had a lot of glass phases from Fragile, which is a really cool company. <laughs> we had, uh, my wastebasket was a uh, hazardous materials, <laughs> and I would just put my hand in there because I would always throw something and be like, "I gotta go get it." Sure, Got you know what happens if you uh, if you stick your hand in hazardous material? It becomes sentient, leaves your body, and cooks you dinner. Oh God, that's right. That makes a great Italian meal. Meanwhile, there's a oh. professor with a nub, and it's just like <laughs> we have to stop that glove. We have to stop him. He's gonna cook for everybody. Oh, why did I experiment like that? So <clears throat> this end up was a furniture company. The reason why it was mm-hmm. called that is they primarily made their furniture out of material that looked like packing boxes. Gotcha. So it was a lot of like natural wood. So that was what my desk was made of. My bunk beds were this end up. My dresser was this end up. Mm-hmm. We, we had a this end up furniture downstairs in our TV uh, watching family room area. But this desk, I also got an ink blotter. Ink blotter, as we all know, is, is a hark back to when you had an ink pen, a fountain pen, something mm-hmm. that would drip a lot. You would use it as the writing surface. So when the ink bled through or if ink spilled, it would spill on the ink blotter rather than uh, damage the, the desk. Wood, yeah, because yeah, you had a nice desk. Mm-hmm. I thought an ink blotter was for me to draw everywhere on all the time. <laughs> so mine quickly looked like uh, the interior of a New York subway train in 1978. <laughs> I just drew all over it all the time. Whenever I had ink, I was like, blah, 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 blah. This is great. Having a desk is fun. I'm 10. Look at me. I'm ready for this responsibility for yeah. sure. I also once got a uh, this science kit mm-hmm. that was like – it was a microscope mm-hmm. and you got glass slides. So you could go get like a blade of grass and put it on there and it was working. Mm-hmm. But it also came with tweezers and a scalpel so mm-hmm. you could dissect stuff. And I think it took me within a week until I had sliced my thumb with it. Ah, uh, there you go. Did we, I wonder if we had the same science kit? Probably. Was it blue? My, blue on the outside, like a. It was like a big styrofoam yes, box. Yes. And everything had its little like there yes. was one of the slides was a fruit fly. There was like a. I think so. Yeah, we had the same weird. We had the same science kit as kids, and neither of us became scientists. I know. We both played with it and went, "No, thank you." Guess I'm that, gonna go act. Yeah, I guess that was it. Was that bad of a kit? <laughs> that it turned this us is off an anti-commercial i was like science is gonna cut my thumb yeah i've gotta <laughs> stop science is awful science makes this tiny fly look like it has a soul when i look at it up close and now i can't <laughs> smack them. <laughs> um, all right but back to pens yes so um so so not a fountain pen not a fountain pen not a quill pen not the pen, pen feels way more like just as the technology gets better the pens get better yeah i in my childhood especially when you get to like 11 12 13 mm-hmm. the cool pen was the four color pen or five color pen oh, or i have six one of those in my pen. car i the believe classic it. uh the classic four clicker it's got yeah. red blue black and green i love those those yeah. are so cool the greatest uh those are fun anything anything that was a, like a click pen especially the ones you got like 
from a bank or from a promotional giveaway. Oh, yeah. Anything that was free and had a phone number on the side. Yeah. That was like, you know, real estate. And what is your favorite thing to do with those pens? Click them. What is my favorite thing to do? Take them apart, separate all the pieces out and see how it's made and then put it all back together and feel like I know how to fix things. Yeah. It was one of the first mechanical – like you get the little spring and you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I see. You line up these two little indentations right here and that's what holds it into place. Yeah. I thought you were going to say click because it seems like you have a click thing. You like the mechanical pencils. You like the pens that have four clickers on the top. Yep. Is it a is it a nervous habit? Are you a pen clicker or a pencil twirler? Yes, absolutely. I'm a fidgeter in general. Yeah. I have a fidget spinner that I use because mm-hmm. I fidget, not like because they're cool, but just – and I have a fidget cube that I think I generally keep by uh, where I sit on my couch. It's not there right now. I think I have it in a drawer, but I'll sit there as I watch TV and, and have it to fidget with. Interesting. I never knew that about you. So I do. I like that a lot. There you go. So the click is a big part of it. Yeah. And that's taking it apart like that Mm -hmm. and then putting it back together is sort of the ultimate expression of fidgeting. Yeah. There's no need. I don't need to replace the the uh, inside of the pen or anything like that. It's just taking it apart, seeing how it works and the little band that's in the middle and then you could lose that, but it still comes together. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a very cool – I go to these workshops out here uh, for a place called Voice Actors Network and – Shout out to Van. Shout out to Van and, and Hope Levy. And she gives out these pens where they have a really nice like gel grip. Mm-hmm. And then when you click the button, not only does the pen come out, but the gel part glows blue. Ooh. Like it lights up. That's fancy. I love those pens. I uh, love do you, it. like, yeah. So you're a grip guy. You like a good, like that sort of rubbery gel kind of grip on a pen. Yes. Cause it'll slip just cause mm-hmm. of the way I hold writing implements. It's easier for them to, I guess, slip or my hand will move up or down. Like I like it held in place and mm-hmm. to be comfortable because that bump would hurt after a while. Sure. Like it would hurt. Do you ever, did you ever have one of the little, uh, slidey things that made the bump feel better? There was like, it was like an inch long, a little rubber thing you'd put on the end of your pen. Yeah. Or the pencil too. You mm-hmm. put them on the pencil. Like, some of them have like them built in some pens. Do you like <clears throat> a, a big, like, do you like a thick pen or are you a guy that likes a smaller, thinner pen? Um, well, the glowing one is a thick pen. It feels good. I like the substance of mm-hmm. a, like a pen in my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is something too. If, if I'm going to pick a pen. Okay. To take to the finals here, it's going to be the Bic disposable ballpoint pen. Really? Blue or black. Wow. Because it's so simple. Are you talking about round stick or are you talking about the skinny, the skinny, more elegant looking <clears throat> Bic? They're, I'm they're both about still disposable. The one that's but the round stick is the big uh, with the fully cylindrical cap. There's the cylindrical one and then there's the like sort of curved Coke bottle looking one that the whole pen is blue or the whole pen is black. You know yeah, I want the about? pointy, I want the pointy, uh, cap on it. Mm-hmm. That's got it. That's got a little opening at the, at the top okay. so that it can oxygenate or whatever it's for. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming at this point and it's okay. got, it's, it's, uh, like a barrel. It's got flat sides on it. That's like Wait, it's classic. got flat sides. Yeah, like each side, instead of it being perfectly round and smooth, it's each side has got a little. It's like a beer mug, you know the beer mugs mm-hmm. where it's like octagonal almost. Oh yes, and yeah. it's and it's clear. Yes, yes, it's clear. that's so you can the see, one. Okay, you can see how much is left inside. Aha! Specifically the clear. I'm thinking the big round stick was just a white plastic cylinder, right? And then the cap is cylindrical. <laughs> You're talking about the very tapered. Yes. Uh, the very tapered, um, 
classic Bic, uh, clear. You yes. can see through it. See, I'm, oh, all right. Now That's I, a good pen. I do like that. It is more, way more grippable than the Bic round stick. Yeah, it's easy to grip. The round stick is great. The round sure. sticks al- almost always write really well. Like, they just a, work. You're not like, you're not, you're not a pilot guy. Those like, that, like, that was the cool thing when I was a kid was the one that had like, there was the pilot pen that had the little reservoir inside, and you could look on the side of the thing and see how much ink was actually in that reservoir. You can see that with those Bics, with the clear Bics that I'm talking about. You can see how much is yeah. left in the reservoir. And it's a rollerball pen. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Right. I don't like those or ones ball, that ball are like – Yeah, mean. it's ballpoint. I don't yeah. like those rollerball that are like markers, and they got see, a really love. thin, fine point. You're oh, going yeah. to rip the paper. I love Don't those. Rip the paper. I like the way that the ink just bleeds right into the uh no. right into the paper on those. I don't like. I feel that. like a ball ballpoint ink because it's got to have that sort of gelatinous uh quality to it so that it stays on the ballpoint. Right. It feels like it floats on top of the paper to me as opposed to uh getting down in there. I like it when it gets down in there. But I I can see how that is that is a strong contender pen. I want to write on a piece of paper and then turn it over. And without holding it up to the light, not be able to tell what I'd written on the other side. I like to write on oh, both sides okay. of a piece of paper uh, if I can. Pencil, you can do that too. Yeah. But I, if, if you're taking the Ticonderoga number two, which is, mm-hmm. that is a, a working person's pencil is a, it is a working class every person pencil. And you're going to take the working class every person pen. Right. So we have, this is not a fancy highfalutin pencil no. versus a fancy highfalutin pen. This right. is the nitty gritty. All right, which one? I get. Ah, oh, I really want to be team pencil, but the sentence I was about to say makes it clearly team pen. Which is, if you can only have one in your pocket, which one's it going to be? It's got to be a pen. You have to sign things on a daily basis for carrying things around mm-hmm. between the two of them. I want a pen because I can cap the pen. Mm-hmm. The the tip will invariably break on the pencil unless I have. Yeah. I need a. Spe- I need a special. For for that pencil, for any pencil where the where the graphite is exposed, I need a pencil case to carry it around, or I need it in my breast pocket mm-hmm. with I, a pocket protector. Exactly, with a pocket like protector. like a real Revenge of the Nerds nerd. <laughs> Did you ever have a pocket protector? No, Me come on. Me neither. Did you? What was your? Look, favorite? I know that we are we sort of like you know nerd pride, but yeah. no, no, no. I never owned a freaking pocket protector. <laughs> Do you have a favorite pencil case that you had? As growing up. Yeah, I still have it. Oh, what yeah. is it? It's a, uh, it's a pirate lunchbox. It's oh, a, you, but a it metal, wasn't. Not, I didn't have it as a kid. I got it as an adult. It's a metal pirate, uh, just like a Jolly Roger flag. And you just keep Metal lunchbox that I keep, lunchbox I, that I keep pencil. I'm asking for a specific pencil and pen carrying, uh, case. No, that you I had was as never, a child. Uh, no, I, my backpack as a kid was a, trash heap mess really oh yeah i'm shocked i used to keep i used to keep it by my desk i looked like pig pen i would have just crap everywhere oh my goodness i I did not get ocd until much much later i hated that Mm. i hated a messy backpack like i like to know where everything was and now i I love it like if i'm if i'm carrying a pen in my bag it is in that little uh elastic pen loop that's in there. You run out of pens and pencils unless you carry them in a specific place. Mm-hmm. I my favorite pencil case of all time was right. a an Empire Strikes Back. It was light blue, and on the front of it was uh, Luke and Darth Vader crossing their lightsabers in mm-hmm. uh, in the carbonite freezing chamber, which is my favorite cell uh, single shot of a film ever. That's it, pretty amazing. Do you so still have that cool. pencil case? I don't think I do. I it bet might you could be in Philly. One. I w- I wonder if I could. I'm going to look for one. I'm going to look right now. You're going to look right now. I'm going to look right private. now in real time 
What should I type? You should Empire. type Empire Strikes Back pencil case 1980. When, He's actually typing on a Bluetooth keyboard that goes to his mm-hmm. iPad. Does it work well? Um, all right. Here's some images of Empire Strikes all right, Back show pencil me, cases. Show me them. Let me see. I'll tell you if, if that's it. Is that the case? That's the one. It's Return of the Jedi. It's Return, it of, the Return Jedi. of the Jedi. Oh, that's it. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that flooded back. That. Wow. And they're not uh, – they're fighting on the Death Star. Yeah, they're fighting on the Death Star. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's very cool. Oh. Uh, you, you know what? Now I know what to get you for uh, for your birthday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that – my heart just <laughs> – boy, that's like an image that gives me – that and the Empire Strikes Back sheets, which I did have. Mm-hmm. I had Return of the Jedi as well. Those are – I've looked for those in adult versions. But now Jennifer and I – so we have a king-size bed, but it's not actually a king-size bed. Mm-hmm. The frame is king size. We each have our own twin XL mattress because she likes a certain firmness and I like a certain firmness. Mm-hmm. So we each have our ideal – to look at it, you'd say that's one bed. Mm-hmm. But we have our own uh, mattresses. So sometimes we'll do one sheet over them. But lately we've been doing, hey, let's each have our own sheets. Wait, you're – so like you have like – you're just because you wanted to bust out your twin size sheets from No, I don't kid. have them. But I now I'm like maybe I'll get some. Yeah, you can go to – you can like – go now you can shop in the kids section of oh the sheets goodness. department. Oh, I so don't you can want... get Star Wars. You can get Moana if you want. I you want... get some Toy Story <laughs> sheets. But I want – Because those are all twin size. I want the ones I had. I don't want new versions. <sighs> you sure you don't want a Cars 3 set of sheets? I've never been more sure of anything in my life. <laughs> never. I never have. Um, hey, Hal. Yeah. We're talking about pens. Okay. Great. So, um, all right. So uh, the pros and cons of really the only pro at this point of a pencil, aside from the aesthetic beauty of a job well done. Okay. Um, that I equate with the connotations of a pencil aside. <clears throat> Let's be practical. Okay. It's got to be a pen yeah, for yeah. practical sake. You need to have a pen. You have to have a pen. You um, need a pen. That's I it. Mean, is that people of the world? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to have a pen. You do need to have a pen. Pencils are great. I feel like we would have in in the not in the progression because I think pens and pencils are pretty well tied to one another mm-hmm. in terms of what they were. I, I know the pen uh, came into popularity. It sounds like a little bit later than the pencil because the pencil was based more on mining uh, and finding material. Like you could right. make a pencil out of anything. A pen, you need to have. Uh, specific materials. Well, as long as you had ink, the quill pen was around long before the pencil was. So there you go. The pen, the pen predates the pencil, but it does feel like in your childhood, you start out with pencils and then you learn pens. Pencils mm-hmm. are what trains you. And you, the great thing about pencils is that they are, pencils are wonderful things. <laughs> their tops are made of the rubber. Hey, that's true. Their bottoms are made out of springs. Well, their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of graphite oh, found in England. That's right. Sorry to interrupt. Please They're continue. They're writing, 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 writing fun. But the most wonderful thing about pencils is that I'm the only one. You're the only – you're that one. Uh, do you hear what just happened to my voice? That was crazy. I'm going to keep that in. That's pretty impressive. I'm going to a doctor next week, everybody. Don't worry. Uh the great thing about pencils when you are a child is that they're very forgiving of your mistakes. Mm-hmm. They have a guide there to help you erase them. Mm-hmm. You can make your mistakes go away. Then that train, those training wheels go away. Hey, and how? you start writing in pen and that's permanent. Oh, Holmes. The answer is pens. I was wondering when it was going to get back to, it sounded like you were like people of the world. 
I'm just going to keep this conversation going. <laughs> People of the world, hey, what do you want to have for dinner? <laughs> it's Pens Asked and Answered. Thank you. All right. Uh, this topic is closed. Thank you to Tyler the Bot for suggesting it. There are many other topics open uh, and uh, waiting for you to discover them and tell us what they are. So please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets. Check out the Maximum Fun subreddit or... You can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast where you can see on February 15th live Mark and I doing best exercise from Booty Works. If you didn't hear it in the beginning uh, of the episode, you're hearing it now. That's right. Uh, thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. Thank you, as always, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks, you, for listening to us. Thanks, you. Thanks, you, listening to us talk about pens and pencils and squatty potties. Don't think I forgot about the squatty potty part of this conversation. I'll never forget. It makes yeah. your ideas flow better, too. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.